the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. The motto of the Max Out Savings Show is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And uh, it always starts with your savings plan. So make sure you have enough, make sure you're saving enough and then make sure you're conservatively investing it. And that's that's really the key to building up wealth. I, we always talk about this because it is so important to make sure that that you're on that track. I mean, I, I think savings is, is actually reasonably simple, but you just have to start out. And that's where people seem to trip up is they're, they're not doing the basics, uh, the blocking and tackling, the saving for, for the uh, saving for retirement. It's much like in football. I mean, instead they're trying to throw a hail Mary pass uh, at, at the end and it just doesn't work. It, it, it's basic, simple blocking and tackling the, uh, uh, I think I was reading somewhere where the uh, New England Patriots, uh, Belichick, he wants the guys tackling the players versus doing a lot of fancy stuff and doing huge hits. He wants the tackled. You want to make sure they're down. It's the same thing with your savings. You want to make sure you're doing the basics, the blocking and tackling. And first, it starts with saving a minimum of 10% plus the company match. we got a lot to talk about on the show today. Really a lot of exciting things. Uh, Donald Trump's first week. Some really neat things happening there. Uh, the market market hit uh, twenty thousand. Uh, exciting there. A, a lot of stuff. What's going on here? So we'll be covering those uh, first. <laughs> I thought I saw a great story here about uh, about a grad student doing work on the internet found a, 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 a three hundred fifty thousand fake Twitter uh, account network of, of fake Twitter accounts and. That's the reason I bring that up is is, is a couple things. The, the the fake Twitter accounts uh, basically the, the, it was it was a uh, fake Twitter bot accounts and they were used to create fake Twitter numbers, more followers to do spam and and also uh, trend topics. And this is something that it, I think this this fake the three hundred fifty thousand fake Twitter uh, accounts is a bigger story than people really realize. It's kind of humorous in a way, but how do you put 350? I mean, imagine having to program 350,000, open 350,000 Twitter accounts. Maybe they have a robot for that. I think they probably have a robot. I don't know. But what what these things are used for is a couple things. Is you can set up a Twitter account and you get fake followers, so it looks like you're bigger than you are, uh, which is, you know, I, I – not the best thing, but it's I don't think it hurts anybody. But the bigger things is, is they're being used to manipulate public opinion. And this is something out there. We hear this fake news and uh, a lot of talk about fake news all over the place. And the, the Democrats really kind of came up with this. The, the liberal press came up with this fake news. That's why Donald Trump won. And then and then the Republicans kind of latched onto and said, well, wait a minute. You basically guys were claiming that Donald Trump had no chance whatsoever to win, and now he's president. So who had the fake news and who didn't? And so you had this back and forth. But it's really fascinating to see what's happening out there. They're using these 
all types of things. The, the, the Twitter accounts, you can you can push you can push a narrative with Twitter robots, and so they start putting out all this, you know, making it seem like more people are supporting. So if you say something on Twitter. All of a sudden, all the you get hit back with all these these people saying something else. Well, the question is, are they real people, or are they robots designed to make it look like there's a bigger groundswell out there? And this is this is one of the reasons why a lot of people miss the Donald Trump story, it is is because there was so much fake news coming out, so much that that they missed the story. And this is something that, that we're seeing with Twitter. Uh, Donald Trump, I think, Twitter uh, tweeted today actually about the fake news at the New York Times and the Washington Post. Well, look at those two papers. Uh, the New York, One of the biggest shareholders in the New York Times is Carlos Slim, the Mexican billionaire. He sort of has it out for Trump. He's now trying to be a little more positive. But so uh, Mexico's threatened by Donald Trump. So the New York Times is writing an enormous amount of negative stories every single day. The, the editor uh, of the paper wants to see everybody writing a negative Donald Trump story. And uh, it, it, much like uh, Soviet propaganda papers operated. Same thing with the Washington Post. This is owned by Jeff Bezos is very threatened by Donald Trump, and so endless negative stories on on Donald Trump. We, I, th- I want to say it was forty eight or forty five negative stories. Uh, thirty five. It was about forty negative stories. We told you this on the Max Out Saving Show a week after the Democratic election. We said that if Donald Trump can get through the next two weeks, right after the the Democratic election, he will be the next president of the United States. And in that talk, we actually pointed out that there was 40 negative stories in the Washington Post website on Donald Trump. It, it was one after another, after another, after another, after another. It, it almost it, they weren't put out the same day, but they were on the website at the same time. Enormous amount of negativity that they threw at Donald Trump. It was a lot of fake news. These ro- these Twitter robots, they're creating fake fake news. They're creating fake groundswell of outrage or fake groundswells of support out there. And 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 one of the things out there, and understand, using artificial intelligence, you can teach the Twitter robot how to speak, how they captured this this Twitter network, if it wasn't really captured, but they found was they noticed this Twitter network kept using all these uh, sayings from Star Wars. And so all of a sudden you start seeing, well, there can't be that many people thinking. And, and what that is, is that is programming going into it. And so what we need to understand is a lot of the stuff on the internet is fake. It, it, it is it's there for, to see a purpose. This has always sort of been the case. Uh, and re, uh, where everything was being manipulated uh, to get, you know, oftentimes if if you want good press, you hire a PR person and the PR person gets you on on the networks. The, the PR person gets good stories put in the New York Times and the, in the different papers and they create kind of a, a false impression. It and, and this stuff has gotten so sophisticated that it's driving everything in the country. But the problem is everybody's kind of caught on to it now. And what really opened everybody's eyes up was the win for Donald Trump, where people said, whoa, wait a minute. He had no chance. Everybody hated Donald Trump. How did he suddenly become president? What happened? And then they started realizing that they've all been a bunch of dupes. And so this is something that's going to be I, I, I t- this technology Dealing with the technology is, is, to me, absolutely fascinating how it's changing the world out there for the better and for the worse in many, many ways. You know, it was uh, – and this fake news is it, just fascinating to me. The Twitter accounts uh, are fake. So take what you see on the internet as a – with a grain of salt. You know, take what – because remember, if you're looking at something on Twitter, if it's somebody you know uh, – you know, uh, that that has a. I follow some people on Twitter and I know what they say is true, but other people, you never know if it's a real person or not. You could be talking to a robot. And and so uh, there's tremendous value in human beings. And, and this is something I don't think people understand. And, and, and so uh, a fascinating story. This is just one thing we're seeing out there now. God, uh, you know, first week of the new of our new of the new administration is coming in, which every four years we shift to a new administration. Uh, every four years, um, 
we we move from a Republican or Democrat or we keep the same administration. And when you get a, sh- a shift from Republican to a Democrat or Democrat to Republican, you get what tend to be big shifts, big, big swings. These are long wave type of things. We've seen a lot of bullishness from Donald uh, with the Donald Trump rally. Uh, the, the Dow broke 20,000 this week after fighting for a, uh, for a month to get over that. And there's huge changes coming up. This week, uh, Donald Trump uh, announced he's going to put up, up the wall. Uh, he, he, he put in, the, he put in the, uh, the, the restrictions on Muslim country, uh, on, on uh, refu- refugees and, and, and people coming to visit the United States with extreme vetting. Uh, and uh, he, also, oh, he also put in preference for Christians from these countries that are being persecuted. It was remarkable to me during the Obama administration that we had Christians in these countries being persecuted. And as a percentage of religion coming from those countries, the Muslims were way overrepresented than, than what their percentages were in those countries. And very few Christians were even allowed into the United States, which is an absolute travesty. Uh, you know, the, uh, of, of all the countries in the world— uh, we're probably the most religious in many ways, and, and to see that happening was just appalling. But uh, it, it, but he did a few interesting things there, uh, it, it, and this is what Pete. And so everyone is. This came out about the uh, about the uh, about the the immigrants, and he's banned immigrants without extreme vetting from seven countries, and everyone's running around. Madeleine Albright, I think is she converting to Islam. I think she might be. Uh, we're not sure. She said she was going to register as a Muslim. She was so outraged. So possibly Madam Albright, our former Secretary of State, is going to convert to Islam. I don't know. I mean, some people are kind of losing it out there. But dig down and look what he did in this. A couple things. He said, look, we're going to try to make exceptions for Christians. And the countries were Syria, Iraq, Iran, Sudan, Somalia, Yemen, and Libya. Okay, so a couple of countries are missing, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Turkey, and particularly Saudi Arabia. So he didn't put – now, Saudi Arabia, a number of the, of the 9-11 hijackers came in from Saudi Arabia. Why aren't they on the list? A couple things. They're an ally of us, and I suspect if you really dug down deep, Donald Trump probably cut a deal with the Saudis to do – they're going to do their extreme vetting in their country ahead of us, and so – they're working with us. And probably the same thing happened in Egypt where where they, they came back and they said, look, if you guys will do the vetting there, we'll, we'll let the people come. And so he did some real compromises here. I mean if you look at Libya, if you look at Iraq, Iran, Sudan, these countries have – some of these countries have barely functioning governments. They can't do – this man compromised much more than people think he did and he came up with a very pragmatic solution to our problem. And – and so if you look at things like that, that's very positive if you're on both sides of the equation. It's a reasoned response. And and, and I think it I think it actually satisfied more people if they really sat down and look at it rather than jumping to knee-jerk reactions. Same thing with the border wall. I think uh he met this week very exciting things. He met with the uh he met he's he's met with the uh uh, first day in office, he, he meets with the corporate executives, big corp uh, CEOs of many of the big companies. Le- uh, uh, then he meets with the top union people in the United States. Both of them walk out of the meeting pretty darn happy. The CEOs, I think, are a little bit more nervous but because they have to now come up with jobs and factories. And and yeah, a lot of people are kind of upset because they don't feel that the president should be telling the CEOs what to do. But if you're a working person, look. If you're a CEO of a company, think about this. You're you're sitting at the board, the, the board sitting around the table. You want to hear about, hey, how are profits going? What are we looking at? What's our outlook? And and someone is going to ask the question. If Donald Trump calls you up, Ted, I'm the CEO of big Fortune 500 company. What do you, what do we have? Do we have some new factories going? And are we not closing some factories? Are we hiring? We want to have some things in our pocket that we can throw. Yes, sir, Mister President. Yes. Oh, have you heard about our new factory we're putting in Ohio? Yes, it's very exciting. That whereas before all these people talked about was buying back stock, shutting down factories, and moving 
jobs overseas and cutting R&D to boost earnings. This is a massive shift. It's very exciting, very exciting for the American people, very exciting for the working people. Things are changing. Now, I tell you what, there's a lot of storm clouds have come up on the horizon all of a sudden. We're going to be talking about these afterwards, but the long wave shift is is happening and it's very bullish for the country, but there's a lot of negatives about the hit and we're going to discuss this right after this on the Max Out Savings Show. We are a live show. If you got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, a couple things. We're about to send out another Max Out Savings report uh, in a, sometime uh, next week. It's going to be going out. Uh, if you're not on the list, we talk about everything from common 401k mistakes to uh, What's happening in the world? We were talking about the Trump elections. That Donald Trump was the likely candidate back in June uh, of last year. Uh, a lot of good stuff in the report. We a lot of stuff. Uh, how to save money? Uh, we, we really wrote about the uh, we wrote about the uh, the failures of the investment banks in two thousand seven. We warned you to get out of the market. We we've done this time and again on different things and and. So, it's a great newsletter. It's free. Just go to the website, Max Out Savings Advisors. And if you need help with your 401k or uh, IRA rollover, we'd like to help you. We've got a couple of ways you can participate. Uh, we've got a free seminar coming up here. Uh, our, kind of our, we don't do these very often. We're doing one in Energy Corridor, Katy, and then one in uh, Clear Lake in February. Uh, and uh, just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free seminar. We, these, I do these seminars all myself. We're a local Houston company. This isn't some franchise operation. You're going to be talking to me, and we're going to be telling you what we think is going to be happening in the world out there. Uh, I came across a uh, uh, some cat- looking at Caterpillar's uh, numbers. And in, in one of the things that Caterpillar is the big, they make the Caterpillar tractors, construction equipment. And one of the things they said was uh, what, uh, they do, does not expect meaningful business from Trump infrastructure program 
until 2008, late 2017. I put that in there, but 2018, you probably start seeing the orders coming in later. It, 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 the point is, if we do get an infrastructure program, it's going to take about a year to get going. And and once the Congress passes these things, things don't change immediately. And so this is something – there's a lot of bullishness in this market right now. And, and, and I think there's some real storm clouds coming up on the, on the horizon. Uh, and, and I wanted to touch base on, on some of those. Uh, one of them is – I tell you, the one thing I really has been very surprising to me is just the 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 venom and the denial on the Democratic side over this over this election. They, they you know they just they'll do anything to sit there and stop Donald Trump. Uh, they, they they really have had a very very hard time dealing with it. Uh, I, I think this is really the result of a press. That 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 really mis miscovered badly badly missed this election, and and I think the Democrats went in there thinking they were going to win for sure, and this was just a cake, you know, there was no possible way. And I take people back to when Ronald Reagan ran against Walter Mondale. I think it was Walter. Yeah, it was Walter Mondale. They made it the final couple of months before the election. It was a horse race. They were neck and neck the whole way to the to, to the election. I think a week or two before it started really obvious that Reagan was going to win. But it was like a horse race, and we're not sure who's going to get it back and forth. And it was an absolute landslide for for Ronald Reagan. I, I think he the only state he lost was like minnesota and a couple other i mean it was a massive massive landslide win for ronald reagan and the press made it sound like a horse race in this case they made it sound like there was no possible way on planet earth that donald trump was going and so it's been a shock to these people and they're really fighting back and it's kind of tearing the country apart and that to me is is very worrisome uh you don't like to see that type of stuff happen you like to see people pulled together to some extent and it really is it's just not happening uh Fortunately, the Republicans have the House, the Senate, the state houses, the governorships, and the presidency, so they're going to push through a lot of stuff. And 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 this stuff is is on it's on the it's on the desk. One of the things Paul Ryan did is he was very shrewd over the last year and a half. When people came to him with, "Hey, we'd like to put together a highway bill. We want to do this, this, and this," or we would like. We we want to we want to uh, do some things for the oil and gas business. I like this program, this program, this program. He'd go look, write up the bill. I don't want to hear about. It. I want to see a bill of what you're going to do with kind of a synopsis of what of what you want, and then I want to see a written written bill on your desk. So all these committee chairmen in the House have got all these bills on their desk. Now they they can be modified. But they can be pushed forward pretty quickly because they can just be modified. They don't have to write the entire bill, and 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 so they sort of know what they want to do. So they you know they put a, they go over to the Senate and they kind of cut a deal. What can we do? And these things can be passed very quickly. A lot of the groundwork for 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 the Republicans was done last year, and a lot of it, this is not well understood out there. So we can push through a lot of stuff. And you're going to see some really neat things happening. You're, there's going to be ramifications from all of this stuff out there. Uh, one of the things they're looking at is is how do you deal with 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 most countries have a VAT tax, and with a VAT tax, it, you can somewhat control it, uh, imports by putting some taxes on the imports. And and uh, the, through the value added tax, and there's no tax on 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 the exports, and so we're trying to do something like that. Would it be a five or ten percent tariff? Would it be a five percent border adjustment tax? Would it be a a a VAT tax? That's what the, that's what they're working on out there. Now that could have some negative ramifications out there, particularly. If 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 you start slowing down some of the dollars going overseas, the dollar is going to become stronger and it's going to work against us and it's going to cause a lot of problems overseas. Uh, if, as the dollar's rising, uh, that's going to cause other problems, which we'll get to a sec in a second. The other thing is, if we cut the taxes down to fifteen or more likely twenty percent on the corporate tax rates, which they want to do, remember. 
the United States has the second highest corporate tax rate in the world. We used to have the low, one of the lower ones. Now we have one of the highest. We have to cut that, but we're going to have to cut a bunch of exemptions. So everyone says kind of a low tax, but everybody pays it instead of uh, one of the problems when you have a very high tax, what happens is everybody hires lobbyists. They all go to Washington. They all put in their little pet bills to get their taxes reduced to a lower level. And so you get massive amounts of 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 crony capitalism in Washington. If you cut the, the tax rate to a low rate, you eliminate the need for the crony capitalism in many ways, which is very exciting. But one of the things they're going to cut is, and this is important, is that if they cut the deductibility of, of interest for corporations, that could have some big ramifications. You say, Ted, what are you talking about? This is a little dry for me. Why this is important is twofold. In the world today, with high taxes and deductibility of, of interest of borrowing by corporations, corporations have a huge incentive to engage in financial engineering, what's called financial engineering. And what that is is that simply means things like buying another, buying another company, borrowing a whole bunch of money, deducting it, and then using the cash flow of both companies to pay – tax-free cash flow to pay down your debt – and, and go and see so you buy you put together the companies of course you're not you're cutting plant equipment and people uh that's not real positive or you take on you borrow another half a billion dollars worth of debt and this is going on all over the place out there and you launch another stock buyback program so you have 500 million dollars uh you're deducting the interest each year to cut your taxes and you use that savings to pay down the debt again and you buy in all your stock well what's happening is that is making financial engineering more favorable with the deductibility of interest than investing in plant and equipment in R&D. And so what they would like to do is a lot of people would like to cut the deductibility of interest. And so companies would be forced to invest in plant, equipment, people, and growth rather than financial engineering. Now, that's all good, but the problem is if you stop the stock buyback programs, we have the most one of the uh, uh, the K, the the K Schiller uh, the, I mean the Schiller uh, the Cape ratio, which is a which is a uh, it's a ratio of 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 the uh, it's an adjusted PE ratio over a decade is about twenty seven percent one of the twenty seven one of the highest in history. You really got to go back to nineteen ninety nine to see something closer to this, and so you have a very expensive market. When I started in this business, I had friends of mine, some of my mentors would actually go to these companies and go, look, your stock, your 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 company's trading at 10 times earnings, you've got a great return on equity, and you have a half a billion dollars in cash in the balance sheet and no debt. Why don't you buy back your stock at 10 times earnings because you're making more than that with your return on equity in the company, and that's a great investment. Now these companies are falling all over themselves buying back their stock at 25 times earnings with a 7% growth rate. It doesn't make any sense except that you can goose your earnings. So that is going to be a pulling away. So two things, the deductibility of interest we want to watch closely. That's a negative for the market. The uh, what type of border adjustment tax, VAT tax, inter, uh, uh, the tariff tax or whatever it is at the border, that could push up the dollar. That's going to be a negative. Uh, if we get more growth, the Federal Reserve, I believe, is going to probably come in and, and start buying back. They're, they're going to start increasing interest rates. They're, they've said they're going to raise rates three times this year. They said they were going to raise it three or four times last year. They raised it once or twice in uh, – but I think it was once in uh, – yeah, they raised it once in – but then commodity prices were falling. Oil was falling. We had a crummy economy and, and things just weren't going well. Now commodity prices are rising. The economy is picking up. You're seeing animal spirits out there and, and, so, and you're seeing inflation increase. So they're under the gun to raise rates. Uh, long-time listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know the number one correlation to – to, to stock market prices in the last decade has been the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve is starting to pull money off the table. That's a negative. The fourth negative is is the, actually the fifth negative is is the uh, the dollar. 
it, the dollar has been going up, and we've seen we're seeing companies now reporting earnings, and the earnings aren't real good because the dollar's going up, which means that if they can sell their product for less overseas, so they're not making as much money. Now, remember that about 43% of the revenue from the S&P 500 comes from overseas. So it's under a lot of pressure. So the earnings are under pressure because of the dollar. And and this, the dollar is a bigger thing than people realize. When the dollar was was going up is when it was when the really started taking off is when oil started falling. A rising dollar is not positive for oil. Well, the oil stocks in the last week have not acted well at all. And that's a concern. Oil stocks tend to somewhat – they seem to front-run oil prices. I don't know why, but I, I just I, – I sense these – they think oil is going to start weakening up and the big institutions start dumping ahead of time. So there's a lot of negatives out there. And then the really the six big negatives coming up is is we're looking for some type of of Cuban crisis – we said Cuban Missile Crisis with China of a modern day type of thing. It won't be. Oh no, we're going to be. If you, I was very young at the time, but I can remember my parents, my mom being terrified of the Cuban Missile Crisis, and uh, I think my father was called up in the reserve. I mean, it was like a big deal, and you could have a nuclear attack, and it scared the hell out of everybody in this country. That won't be the case, and it'll be more like some type of trade type of thing or a drop in the yuan or something that really shakes up the financial markets. China's going to have to do something. They're backed into a corner. Their debt levels are exploding and completely out of control. Their banking system is has taken on $34 trillion worth of debt at a very rapid fashion, and now that's starting to come apart on them. So they're backed into a corner. They're going to have to do something. Now, it could be a... Cuban crisis, and I'm shifting over from the missile crisis. The other possibility is somehow China just starts imploding, and you get you get what happened in Cuba, where the people just start pouring out of the country, flooding the United States. But you could see money pouring out of China as it just starts if it starts just breaking up, or people just panic and flooding the world all over the place. And that's another thing. You got a lot of tremendously complicated situation right now. A lot of negatives out there. You've got Europe in very severe trouble. Not very, but they're, they're, they're having a real hard time over there. And you have a very expensive market. Now, two reasons. One of them is people like Donald Trump. People are excited. Even, even executives that didn't support Donald Trump are getting a little bullish. You know, they, They're not real happy about being told they have to hire more workers and can't shut down plants and move to China. But they're kind of excited about the idea of lower taxes and lower – deregulation. The United States is the best place to be. In addition, it's viewed as the safest place. We don't, they don't think the financial system or the EU is going to break up like in Europe. They don't think China is going to implode. It's, we're going to implode like China. They think, hey, we got a business-friendly presence. Excited. The United States can be the locomotive that pulls us out of it, and that's the bullish case. But in the interim, we have a very expensive market, and now is probably the time you want to get a little cautious in here, and we're going to have to watch and see how this all plays out. Uh, I mean, interesting, very exciting times. We're going to be discussing more of this at our free seminar coming up in February, February 9th and 16th. So if go to the website if you want to sign up for that. In Clear Lake, one's in Clear Lake, one's in Katy, Energy Corridor area. And also you can sign up for the our free Max Out Savings Report to discuss some of this stuff. Uh, you know, we, we, we write a lot about this, this in the report, uh, a lot of neat things. We, we try to cover a lot of interesting issues in the report. Uh, and, and so uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for it. We'd like to help you out. So it's there. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Now, we're coming up on a quick break. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. You can give us a call if you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. I came across an uh, interesting uh, study uh, on uh, men versus women in savings. And a couple things came out of it. It was a, a Vanguard study. Uh, the men had bigger savings plans, but if you if you if you went and analyzed it by income, so if if they looked at just on income basis, women had women saved more money. They they had, they were bigger savers than men. And in addition, uh, women. On uh, defined contribution plans, which is a defined contribution, is is your four hundred one k plan, your four three. Those be those are type of plans. Women, if 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 you analyzed it by, uh, that you have automatic enrollment in 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 where you have to enroll yourself, self enrollment in in the self in automatic enrollment. Of course, it was about even. But because everyone had to had to uh, sign up automatically and they had to opt out if they didn't want to do it. But in in mandatory it in 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 self signing up, women signed up sixty six percent of the time and men only fifty eight percent of the time. So women tend to be better savers overall. And and this is something sometimes you hear men save more money. It that's simply because of the income adjustment. And one of the problems is, that with women run into is if, if they're if they're pregnant and leave the workforce and things like that, oftentimes it'll slow down their savings to some extent. And and I think there's also some bias in the savings programs of married couples in general. Uh the men will sometimes just put more money into their plan and and uh, but uh if you really break it down and look at it, women are better savers. Now, men are much more aggressive in their allocations. They seem to be much more confident in their abilities. Uh, I haven't seen the actual studies of their their returns on those investments, but uh, women tend to be more a little more conservative with, with their plans. There's no doubt about that. They tend to be bigger savers, uh, something that I, I thought was kind of interesting overall. The uh, and that came out of uh, a Vanguard uh, program, but really, it, when you control when you control for income, there was no doubt that that women were better savers. 
This week in the market, interesting, interesting week. I, a couple of things jumped out at me Friday. Uh, we were actually really busy making some adjustments to the portfolio. Uh, the the one of them was the retail sector. Uh, the retail sector just seemed to really fall apart on Friday. And this is again, we're at twenty thousand on the Dow, uh, new highs. When you start seeing Macy's was down two points, almost two point six percent. Dillard's was down three point six percent. Walmart was down one point six percent. Whole Foods was down three percent. Those are just a couple of them I saw. Uh, the other ones were down quite a bit across the board. Uh, twofold here. One of them is Amazon has really taken a huge amount of of business away from retailers. And this is going to cost jobs. And I tell you what, it's starting to really dent retail out there. Uh, the retail sector really seems to be, I, I think this is a bigger deal. And this is a huge deal for municipalities because a lot of municipalities really depend on sales tax and they depend on property taxes from all these retail centers to fund their their uh, their governments. And, and, and I, I think this is I think there is so much that needs to be restructured in this country, uh, and retailing is one of them. Uh, I think you're going to see some t- – in the next five years, I think you're going to see some types of limitations put on Amazon. Of I, the, You're going to see a huge pushback eventually uh, with Amazon out there. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I, Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. He understood this. He, he's been able to get away with not even ta- – for a while, not even – having retail taxes put on things and now that that's kind of changing but but huge changes there uh and so that would that was something interesting the other thing i saw is really uh energy sector really seemed to weaken up chevron missed earnings uh you know it's a lot of these energy stocks are trading at pretty rich multiples up here uh if you assume oil's going to 75 dollars Later this year, they're probably reasonably priced, maybe a little cheap. But I, I have a hard time figuring that in and in, in, in seeing that. And uh, really, the action in these stocks in the last week it really seems to be telegraphing some type of, of, of slowdown coming in energy. This is something we're watching real closely out there right now. Uh, We'll have to see the higher dollar has just not been real positive to the energy sector. Uh, something we want to watch. Here. Let's take a call from Randy. Hello, Randy. Hi, Ted. How are you? Doing pretty good. Good. Ted, I've been uh, wondering about the Trumpy market here, how much it's got to run. Now, I know we've made a you know, 20K, but uh, and I do kind of look at the indexes, but I look at a lot of individual stocks, and uh, when, I, when I look at their charts, they, they seem to be still making a pretty good run up. Is a... Uh, how much more do you think we got to go here? Anything on the horizon looks like it could be a fly in the ointment. You know, I, I tell you what, I, I, that's what I was kind of looking at in a couple things. I don't like the way retail's acting. I don't like the way energy's acting. And it seems like I'm seeing a lot more volatility this week in stocks to the upside and the downside. It, it almost tells you something's going to happen. Uh, I didn't think a lot of these earnings were as good as people thought they were. Uh, I think there's been a lot of excitement, a lot of animal spirits, and I think things are getting much better. But we, we've had a good size run, and there's, I, I think this thing with China is in trade in Mexico is a bigger deal than people realize, uh, and, and and I think it's going to start affecting the markets in, in, in some. We we got a GDP number of one point six percent. That really was pretty pretty lousy number for the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, this is the worst recovery since the 1930s over an eight-year period by far. Uh, nothing's even close. And, and 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 I think this market's very expensive, and, and I, I think you've got to be real careful. And I, it's something appears to be changing looking underneath some of these stocks. Yeah, no, I was kind of looking at some of the retail bonds like Macy's. I wouldn't buy or Sears because they're closing too many stores. There's another one I'm looking at, Kohl's, K-O-H-L bonds. Yeah. Does that, does that company seem pretty good to you? You know, they've been having some problems, but women seem to really shop at Kohl's. It seems very popular. It's kind of lower end. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to lowball their price, but they, they wouldn't they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't accept it, but I'll, I'll buy some eventually. Okay, well, Ted, mighty fine. Thank you. Yeah, I think be a little patient on those. Uh, 
with, with those bonds because retail really looked bad Friday. I, it's been looking bad for a while, and, and I have a hard time understanding, uh, believing that this market's going to continue to march higher with retail falling yeah, apart. See, see, I got a lot of bonds, and it looked like to me on some days, almost all my bonds, and I'm talking about two, 300 issues maybe, they're all going to be down some in price, and then other days they all kind of come up in price. So, yeah, there does seem to be some kind of macro underpinning in the market that's going on in the bond market. We're just in, yeah, recently, we've had a big run up in bonds and uh, in yield, and then it seems like we're getting a little. The volatility in the last couple of weeks, the market has gone virtually nowhere. But if you look underneath it, to me, the volatility seems to be spiking on individual stocks. Yeah, I'm starting to get the kind of same feeling, but I'm still seeing some that have looked pretty good. CLS, ORI. I've had I've already owned, and I've made the heck came out with good profits. I made good money in them. I've sold some other ones already that uh, I've had a good, you know, fifty, sixty percent run up. So, quite frankly, I have no beef with uh, Trumpy so far. Yeah, no, it's been good. Is this bonds or stocks you're talking? About? Uh, well, the stocks. Now, I've got some. I bought some oil company uh, bonds, a number of them, back about three or four months ago when. When the prices are down below thirty dollars, I was buying them in the fifty and sixties, and they've come back in to ninety and and, and one hundred five and things like that. So I've got I've got some of the bonds, uh, Noble and uh, Offshore, and some other ones like that, and also some Freeport uh, uh, bonds that have come back about fifty percent since I bought them. But right now, I'm not seeing anything distressed like that, unless you want to buy Macy's or something like that. And even then, their prices are still not very low, I don't think, for what they're doing. Yeah, the problem is it, it's hard to determine. Back in the in the, in the early 80s, late 70s, some of those guys really got hung out to dry. Well, actually, the inflation helped out some of their leases. And right now, the danger is those leases might be higher than people think on some of those stores. And that's probably why they're keeping some of them open. Well, I've had pretty good luck with the oil company bonds, but not not the stocks or that gas. Not really. Of course, you know, in the last three years, the prices have been really, really battered down. And I, I, it looks to me like uh, every time there's a slight increase in the rise of the of the of the crude oil, then uh, here comes the shale people pumping away. And uh, I just don't see. I'm I'm not saying anything much above about where we are now, the fifty to fifty five range. Yeah, for, that, for a number of years. Yeah, that that uh, my target's really been forty five to about. 57, 58, maybe 60. I, I tell you what, I, I think it's, I think all, all's going to start drifting lower. That's what these stocks seem to be telegraphing this week. Well, I don't know. Now we've got, I'm reading about Venezuela. They're, they have no money. Now they can't even export their oil. So perhaps that's going to curtail some of the supplies. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on Venezuela. Look, something's going to give in Venezuela. That might be where Trump makes some type of move. Uh, I suspect they'd like to kick China out of Venezuela in, in some form or fashion. Now, is what Trump is doing with Mexico, is it going to affect it, uh, uh, their uh, oil company, Pemex? I, look, I don't think so. Even the ta- if, if there's taxes, I don't think there'll be taxes on petroleum. Is yeah, 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 I was looking at some Pemex bonds, but it's a little hard to kind of figure out what's going to happen with them, fundamentally speaking, in, in that economy. So I've, I've kind of held off buying those. We, look, we hold all the cards with Mexico, but the good thing is we want a good relationship with Mexico, and they want a good relationship with us, and we're going to come to some type of deal with Mexico. Yeah, I, think it, I think it'll work out. Okay, Ted, mighty fine. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Good, good call. Um, you can call us at 713-339-1070. So, yeah, that's what we're seeing right now. We're really seeing volatility seems to be spiking up. Uh, I, I, I think I think you're really seeing – I think these trade issues are going to come to the table. I think you're going to see taxes come up pretty quickly. And I, and I think a lot of stuff is going to come up. A lot of it is very positive. But I go back – I want to go back to what I talked about earlier in the segment about Caterpillar. Caterpillar said, look, if there's a big infrastructure program, we're probably not going to see the orders till 2018, late, you know, late 2017, late 2018. So it's going to take some time to see the positives. Right now, it's all on momentum. It's all on excitement. And, and we're seeing Mexico push back real hard this week. You're going to see China push back. Uh, Greece, Greece's uh, uh, debt program, their debt uh, – uh, Restructuring talks completely collapsed late this week. That's not a good situation for Europe. Europe is is a basket case. The British have left. Uh, we'll have to see what happens in France and Italy here later this year. Uh, you're seeing some other com- countries want to pull out. Some of these people are going to pull out of the EU and then go with the Brits. And and so 
the, Europe's got to come up with a solution pretty quickly. If it was the United States and we're in that situation, we would we would come up with a solution. The Europeans have had showed a remarkable inability to come up with a solution over the last thousand years, and so uh, I wouldn't bet on them going forward. So we'll have to see, but uh, it's something we want to watch. Uh, a couple other things: the the we're going to be sending out our, our max out savings report. One of the things I, I came across some interesting stories. This thing just won't go away with the calling in the cash, uh, the cashless society crowd out of Harvard and Davos. They really are pushing this. The EU has now come up with another list, a big list of things that you can't use cash to pay for anymore. And we write some about that. It, it seems like a completely crazy idea, but but these people seem pretty serious about it. And, and there's some real negatives uh, and, and real downsides to elimination of cash that just aren't being talked about. It's very bullish for the banks. Then they can close all their branch offices, fire a bunch of people. And But I think there's tremendous loss of privacy and real dangers to the economy. We're going to write a little bit about that. We're writing about some of our outlook of what we're seeing, some interesting things there. Uh, you talk about some of the new potential tax changes. So if you're not on the free report, go to maxoutsavings.com and sign up for that. We've got our seminars coming up uh, in uh, Clear Lake and uh, Katy Energy Corridor Coming up in February, we don't do a lot of seminars. I do these things personally. If you want to come out and meet me, you're welcome to come. Uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, they always are a lot of fun. It's maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the for the seminar. You can also sign up for our free newsletter. Uh, we, we've, we've had a, a number of people coming in to talk to us about their, their retirement, their, uh, their changing jobs, or, or they wanted some idea on the savings their savings programs. I'll be happy to meet with you if, you if you'd like. Just go to our website and you can request an appointment. Uh, again, there's no charge for appointments and consultations. I'll be happy to, to to show you what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors using our value investing approach, and we'll take a look and see how you're set for retirement. So, if you need some help, we got a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, j- just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. We put together a lot of stuff to help people out there, and with the newsletter, the seminars, and you can also set up an appointment. That's maxoutsavings.com with an S at the end. Uh, Now, remember our motto and our philosophy. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. I I think the tone this week really is Dow 20,000, really great. Things are turning for the United States. We're the best place to be. We're the locomotive of the world. But there's some real... That real storm clouds coming up on the horizon here where a lot of forces are pushing back on us. And so this kind of battle that's forming is going, is going to be somewhat – it's going to be tough on the markets. And I think things are starting to change. So tell you what, uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. I hope everybody has a great weekend. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.